Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of the BMW Life. That's boss life, mom life, wife life. And I am your host, Serena Moore Thomas, destroyer of comfort zones, speaker, author, entrepreneur, homeschooling mama, yeah, doing a little bit of this and a little bit of that. But guess what? I want to show you how to find your rhythm, how to discover your God-given purpose, and how to do this thing called life with less grind, girl, and more grace. I promise you, you are in for a treat. Grab your notebook, something to write with, and let's get into it. So I had an opportunity to sit down with my good friend, Mr. Paul Wilson Jr., right? Paul is actually the director of the Small Business Development Center at Georgia State University. And if you are a small business owner or aspiring entrepreneur, um, you should know about the SBDC, right? They're all over the country. They are funded by um, the SBA, right? And they, they provide free counseling and free market research and all kinds of things for you um, and your business. And so Paul is the director, um, like I said, of the one at Georgia State University, but he and I connected on a whole nother level because he is uh, positioned like a Joseph and y'all know, well, I haven't talked too much about it on the podcast, but you're going to hear more about this. Um, this Joseph thing is big, right? When God positions you to, um, to really orchestrate things um, at a high level um, and it's not just in the church but it's outside in the marketplace and um, and so he is a phenomenal uh, author he's a speaker a business strategist a dream catalyst he is um, a husband and a father and he is doing amazing things and we talked about uh, a lot in this episode I think you're really really going to um, enjoy it uh, his most recent book is called in my dream a God-inspired process to turn your big idea into a dream business. And then he also has his first book, Dream B.I.G. in 3D, How to Pursue a Bold, Innovative, God-Inspired Life. We talked about a little bit of the just about everything. I mean, it's just really good faith talk. So I'm so excited to um, to have him here on the show. And I think you'll get a lot from this episode. So listen in. I think just because of the shifting of the times right now, um, the, 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 the kingdom is requiring like the, the marketplace. And I know we've kind of hyped it up for a while, but I think this way it is now. And even if we put it out here like this, like the church is so divided right now, yeah. right? The institutional church, even if we talk about go to the political side of things right. that the world, right? They can't even look to the church right now for a divided, for a unified response. Right. Right. So which means that that means that nothing from we think like the institutional church. But I think when we think about kingdom leaders just in the marketplace, you know, whether you're an entrepreneur or an employee, I think that's where the light has to shine um, now, even more so than than ever before. Right. Because people are looking for truth. People are looking for direction and clarity. And 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 I think it's right now it's a little hard to look to the institutional church for that leadership which means that every person has become a leader versus just us looking to certain people, right. Being a, a global or national right leader from that standpoint. Yeah. No, it's kind of a roundabout answer, but hopefully that. No, that no, no. Yeah. that's it. I say we start the conversation right there. Let's just dive right on in. Um, okay. And, and let's start with some definition. Um, Cause yes. I think that's what, that's where uh, a lot of folks get lost. Right. So I right. am, have committed my life to Christ, right? I am saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, um, right? Doing all that. And I have this business, right? Mm -hmm. And often people kind of just, there's a divide. There is right. a do in church and then there's my business and I'm a saved person with a business, right? So I, 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 I'm a believer in Jesus Christ and I happen to own a business. It's how most people 
kind of approach, right, their business. So we, we do things according to, you know, the word, but it's not intentional. It's more just because that's who I am as, as a believer. So my, my business reflects, you know, what a believer would reflect. Um, there's a difference between that and being intentionally kingdom driven or kingdom focused or um, being a kingdom entrepreneur, right? So can you just start by explaining what that difference looks like? Sure. Um, and, and, and the way I, I see it again, so I grew up in church. I'm a PK, all right? So I, I've, I've been around this churchy stuff, if you will, pretty much all my life. Um, and, 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 and back then I'll say it, it was right all about, you know, just doing the right thing, right. Being a good person, you know, thinking right. And, you know, um, you know, even, even from the standpoint of you gotta be, when they say bold with your witness. So you gotta tell every single person you meet about Jesus. Um, and, and that was the focus, which is in context, right. Needed, important. We're supposed to evangelize, but the older I, I got and more I became begin to learn, become exposed um, to the word and different teaching, um, I, I began to realize and even looking at Jesus's life where he spent most of his time in neighborhoods and walking down roads and in people's houses and in the marketplace where business was happening. If you just look at, compare the time he spent in the synagogue versus the others, we'll see that he spent the majority of his time in the marketplace and he pulled his disciples uh, from the marketplace. They weren't professional Christians. Uh, you know, they were businessmen. And and so when, when I think about the marketplace, when I think about, again, even today, let's say, I think a number of years ago was 97% of Christians don't work in professional Christian organizations, right? They, they work in either owning a business or they work um, in the marketplace in different roles. And so it, it can't be an accident that or 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 or, or, or I say a, a broken mindset that God would is trying to channel every single Christian to work in a, in a Christian organization. No, the darkness is needed. I mean, light is needed in the darkness. So if we're talking about the marketplace. That's where probably most people are in general, right? Even unbelievers. And so, as a kingdom focused person, my focus is not on the. Um, how do I uh, grow the institutional church in terms of how do I get more members to my to the church that I attend? Right. That's that's not as, that's almost secondary. What's primary is the people you see every day. And we, I used to be able to say in their cubicles next right next to each other. I can't say that now. But on your Zoom calls. Right. Um, the people that you interact with every every day. Do they see Jesus in practice? Right. Do they see righteousness and how you engage in contracts and how you treat your employees or your coworkers. Um, do they see, as, as Paul put it, a living epistle read of men? Can somebody read my life of what they see every day and said, he looks like the things Jesus talked about. And, and to me, that's a kingdom mindset versus a, a church mindset where the church mindset is, I'm, I'm just trying to grow my congregation, right? Or even if I'm not the pastor, I'm just trying to grow grow my Christian club, right? Because I just want more people there on Sunday. And, and then the focus is is shifted majority, you know, in a majority way to Sunday, that everything centers around Sunday morning service versus what happens Monday through Friday, which you're going to spend most of your time Monday through Friday than you are on a Sunday morning. So, so to me, kingdom. Um, and I hate to ramble, you know, but but Tony Evans right defined it as the, the visible manifestation, right, of, of God's authority, His rule, uh, you know, His His ways, His works, His wisdom, and from a, as a business owner's perspective, how am I integrating that into how I run my business? And it doesn't have to have a you know a fish on it, right? It doesn't have to have a Christian name to still represent the kingdom. And I think, I think, and this is, I know this has been true for, for me, right? Because say, like you, I grew up in church, so I know church. I know, I know it all. <laughs> I know the right. look, I know the church way. I know, I know that because I, I grew up in that. Um, and being someone who is more like a Joseph, right? Who right. is 
very much anointed to do business, right? Yes. Which yes. which sounds weird to people who are called to really more the church mountain, right? That that right. they right. do. Um, and so it, it kind of sounds like you, you're kind of made to feel like your, your salvation and your church work is the priority. And then your business becomes like the extracurricular activity. Mm-hmm. And right. you're made to feel like what you do at church is most important. And yes. When business is important but less important and it was it it, it 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 has been God who's been able to guide me and show me really and I mean he said it to me clear as day Serena I can accomplish more for the kingdom through your business than I can through you as a praise and worship leader yes yes <laughs> right right I can get, I mean, again, when you give your life, it's everything concerning you he's concerned about. And that's where you come up out of that, you know, that religious thinking. He's not just concerned about my soul only, you know, mm-hmm. my soul. Absolutely. I've accepted him, but now I have to live. And now he wants full expression everywhere. And, you know, and, and that, that's, that's hard for some people, um, especially if you're not surrounded by, um, by, by folks that are, that are like that, you know what I mean? You right. almost mm-hmm. made to feel like you chasing, you know, worldly <laughs> stuff. Right. Right. I mean, like business is a necessary evil kind of thing. Right, 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 right. So, um, so I know you have a couple of books. So you're a dynamic author. Um, and I know you have, a, well, I know about at least two of them. But I know your first one, I believe, is how to pursue bold, innovative, God, a, a bold, innovative, God inspired life, right? Yes. That's Dream B.I.G. Yes, that's it. Yeah, Drink. Can you tell us a little bit about that and how that came about and what is that, what was the purpose behind um, that book? So the, the, the book was birthed um, out of uh, frustration, right? Because um, at, at the time I was uh, working, for, uh, working for a company and uh, I just felt like my, my potential was being limited. Um, a lot of things that, that I was, I was uh, coming to become aware of myself in terms of my talents, my skills, my passions, the company that I was working at um, wasn't, wasn't feeding those, if, if you will. And so I would look around, like go to work every day and, you know, be kind of frustrated. Uh, but I'd look around at the people there and, and they were, you know, uh, had been there 20, 25 years and and they were comfortable and settled. And, and I, would, I would literally say to myself, I, I don't want to be this way in 20 years where I've settled for something when I believe I could have done more with my life. Um, and again, not, not there's anything wrong with that. If that's what you want to do, fine. But for me, it was just, I, I don't see myself like that. So, so that, that's where, where the birthing kind of that came from. And, and, and with the intent around Right. Again, we've been hearing the concept of dream big, right, for years and years and years. Um, but, but unfortunately, oftentimes that that big was related to just the bigger house, the bigger bank account, right, the, the bigger platform, the bigger everything that was more external and and wasn't um, as focused as much on am I living or pursuing my big dream or is it God's dream for me? Right. And so that's where B.I.G. became the acronym of bold, innovative, God inspired, where yes is big. I mean, in terms of uh, potentially the influence or the impact, yet it's going to be innovative and creative based on right. Um, the witty inventions of based on the wisdom that God gives. But is it God inspired? Is it God led? Is it God directed the dream that I'm pursuing? And, and so the book is, is a workbook that walks people really through uncovering what I kind of call it an internal treasure hunt, right? God put the treasure inside of you. He gave you your purpose before he sent you to the earth, right? You're here to solve a problem, impact people's lives. And so the book is, is helping you walk through a process to either confirm if you already know or affirm what you already know, or to reveal what you may not be aware of in terms of who God has called you to be and the assignment um, that he has for you in the earth. And, and one major part of the assignment, which we were, we've already been speaking to is, our role in the marketplace because we spend so much time there. It can't be that we're supposed to be frustrated. And if we look at the hours, most people working is 
it could add up to 60% or so of your life is spent working. It cannot be God's intention that we're supposed to hate that 60% of our lives and then somehow in the other 40% of our time, which a lot of that is taken up by sleep. Right. Um, you know, the other 40% of that time or 20% that that's where we really are passionate about what we're doing. 20% of the time, that's not God's intention. That's not how, you know, we're supposed to be living our lives. So, so that's what Dream Big is all about. Um, how, how to really, um, you know, uncover that God-given dream um, as as we move forward. And, and it's interesting, um, you know, last bit I share about this, um, I, about a year or so ago, I was invited to speak somewhere. And as I was preparing, um, you know, God kind of brought a new perspective to a scripture that we all quote all the time. But I'm wondering how often we, we misinterpret it. And, and it's Habakkuk, right? Two and two. Write the vision make it plain that those who see it right may, may run with it. And so, right. And, and, and you go to probably most Christian business environments, you're going to hear that scripture, right. All day long, right. Every day. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right. But if we look in context of, of, of that entire story, right. You got to start back in Habakkuk one. Habakkuk was complaining about his community to God and he's having a conversation back and forth with God. And God was in some ways like, okay, well, what, what are you going to do about it? Habakkuk was kind of going back, God, don't you see all this going on? And that's in one. So when you get to chapter two, when we hear write the vision, it's actually God telling Habakkuk, write what I tell you to write. Not just what randomly comes to your mind that you want to do. He said, write the vision, basically write what I'm going to tell you. And then you go tell the people what I told you. I think sometimes even as Christian business owners and marketplace leaders, we leave that part of the process out. I think we reverse it. We, we come up with this big dream and then take it to God and ask him to bless it. Say that again. Just see, say that. <laughs> hey, we, 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 we dream, we imagine, and, and we, we say we've included God in it, but we start with us first and then take it to him and expect him to sign off on it, right? Um, versus the other way around of literally waiting for a download. Right. And again, that could be for your business. It could be for life relationship. That, that's in every area of your life where we should be waiting for the download. Because, again, God uses it, done it through scripture, doing it now. Dreams and dreamers. Right. Um, to, 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 to prophetically speak into the earth. So why wouldn't he do that for your business? Why are you taking your dream to God versus receiving his dream? And now you go execute what he's told you to write. Listen here. That is so true. <laughs> That is so true and so on point. I literally like just shared with a um, a client of mine um, just some things to do in in her quiet time, and we we're we're turning the tables because there's already been a lot of that. Um, here's what I want, God, and and I'm going to present it to you as a you know this is I want to present this so that you can bless it, right? So so that you can you right. know, touch it and and and. Yep. It. And it's really you. You gotta you gotta turn that you gotta turn that around because it's more about um, him teaching you his way, right? So teach me your way is is what the word tells us to do. Yes. Your purpose, God, not you know, uh, show me my purpose. <laughs> even right. Right? Right. we get even caught up there. My what's my purpose? What's my no? Yeah. What's your purpose for this through me? Because again, I understand my position is I'm a, I'm a child of the uh, of the king, right? I'm a, I'm a yes. daughter now, so right. I do have position. I'm not gonna walk like a beggar or a stranger. I'm gonna walk like a daughter. But at the end of the day, it is your will. It is it is it is his will. It is his purpose. Many are the plans in a man's heart. Ain't that what the scripture tells us? But it's the Lord's purpose that will prevail. And so even as business owners, it's like, Lord, show me your purpose for my business. Show me your purpose for me being in this position at work or wherever I am. You know what I mean? Show me. Absolutely. Um, and then establish my steps. You do it though. Not, not, I come up with the five points and, and like you right. said, you touch it. No, you, you show me yours. So I, I think that is so key and so important. What does that look like for you um, from a practical like standpoint? So let's say um, if you were starting another business, like right now, 
right? Um, and you, you just have an unction or you see a, you see a problem um, mm-hmm. and you feel you have the solution for this problem. And so you, as an entrepreneur, because um, most of us have 400 ideas, right? We can, right. That's right. because the Lord just downloads to just, us. So that's how it works, yeah, absolutely. Works and not everybody gets it. Just have a lot. Um, so, what is your process for really, um, for really confirming that it that it truly is God inspired, and for um, positioning yourself for it, for God's will to be done through it? Like, what what process do you kind of go through? Uh, that's, that's a great question, um, and, and it's probably not the process I've, I've always used because, again, I what I the way I explained the process before is what I've done before, also. Uh, so I'm numbered among the transgressors um, when <laughs> when I speak about taking my plans to God, um, and there there was some pain involved in that. So in some ways, I had to learn uh, the, the hard way uh, about doing it a better way, right? As, as Paul talked, there's a more excellent way. So so one of the things that I think that that's critical, right, is is again, let's go back to Habakkuk, right? He was, he looked around, he saw real problems. So it's not like he was making them up and not running in his own head, right? So, but what did he do with, with what he saw? He took his, and the Bible literally says his complaint. He took his complaint to God, right? So, so I think that's the first place of, yes, absolutely. We're, we're, in the, we're in life every day, right? We see things every day. We see opportunities every day. Um, you know, it's not always the problem. Sometimes it is opportunities that we see. And, and again, his, his step was to take it to God and have a conversation, right? And, and I think that's, that's a critical step for us to take it to God and let's have a conversation. God, this is what I see. This is what I'm sensing. This, this is what I'm noticing. Um, this, this was what looks good to me. Um, what do you think about it? And then be willing to accept whatever he says. And also be willing to accept if he doesn't answer us right away. Right, because sometimes we want the quick answer, and if and if we don't get a response quickly, then oh, he he must be okay with it because he I didn't hear nothing clear, right? <laughs> well, I didn't hear him deny it, so I must be able to run with it. Right. Uh, it could be he didn't answer you yet, right? Um, and 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 oftentimes what happens too is like if, if we're genuine in that process of really wanting to hear the will of God, it's amazing how sometimes the answers will come from some unexpected directions, right? Um, literally you, you could be watching TV, you could be watching a TV program and you'll hear the answer. Um, you, you'll, you'll be maybe listening in a message that, that has nothing to do with what you think it was about, but you hear the words you need to hear as confirmation, right. To move forward. Right. I, I think when we're genuine and, and, or we'll just hear it directly in prayer, um, with him, I, I think that's a critical, critical step. And, and then after that, right, let's, let's look through that process. Then he says, write the vision. Right. So if, so if I hear it and I'm having this conversation with God and I, and I believe, right, this is this is what I'm, I'm sensing. I believe if I get confirmation, go write it down. Right. Begin to write it and, and draft it out and craft it out. Doesn't, doesn't mean you need a 50 page dissertation, but I, but I do believe that there there is activation that's connect in the earth connected to writing. Right. Um, look at Jesus when he was tempted. All three of his responses were, it is written. It is written. Not just it was spoken, right? We know the power of the spoken word, but I think there's activation in the earth because I think it also what it does is it connects our faith to what we said, to what we really believe. If I'm willing to go write something down, do some research, right? Um, refine it, develop it. Again, that doesn't mean I have to take five years to do that. But if I'm willing to engage in that process, there's, there's another level of ownership, but also I, I think it also kind of lets God know, that not that he doesn't know, are we really serious about the thing that we brought to him, the fact that we're willing to do some due diligence, right? The, the fact that we're willing to even, as New Testament talks about, uh, write a petition, right? A petition is a, a written document, right? Uh, from that standpoint. So if the written document is a business plan, right? That's connected to prayer that you believe was received. The vision of that business plan was received in prayer. Right now, there's there's another level of faith that's that's kicked in and activated versus just the person who's walking around talking about all this stuff. Now, again, people write business plans, businesses fail, right? So that doesn't guarantee it's going to succeed. But I, but I do believe it's it's a critical step of connecting your faith in action to your words or what you say you believe, but by, by moving forward and 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 writing something right related to that vision. 
um, that, that, that God can see another level of demonstration of your willingness to engage right in the, in a process to, to move that, um, that vision forward. Yeah. I mean, it, it's part of, it's part of stewarding the, the idea, you know what I mean? It's part of just, absolutely. and, and this is, um, I say this to people who, who dream, you know what I mean? Because God revealed that to me, like as, as a, as a person who, who, who God does speak to through dreams at times. Um, I remember hearing, don't, don't treat it like junk mail. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Don't treat it like junk mail. Write it down. Write them down. Write them down. And so that that's that became my practice. So I'll be on the side of the bed. My husband is like, "Who are you texting?" I'm, right. like, I'm not texting to anybody. Right. 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 <laughs> to capture this dream I just had, you know, and I gotta write it down. I gotta put it in my phone. Or I lose it. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. And and I don't want to treat it like junk mail, like something that is optional, like Absolutely. to it. Maybe I won't. If if there is something that God is trying to reveal through me, I want to steward it all well. Yes. Um, and so th- what you're what you're saying is when you when you take that time, you're 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 positioning yourself to steward well what what you believe God has revealed to you. And and remember, you know, for those listening, all of this is by faith. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And and so that is the the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, right? So we're not not all the time is God going to give you the 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 island of Patmos type vision. You know what right. I mean? Could mm-hmm. be yep. bits and pieces. It's gonna be maybe something's clear, something's not clear. Um, sometimes he'll give you stuff that's for other people. Like, you know, so we're, we're walking this whole thing out by faith. But the thing is, the one constant is that reliance on the spirit of God to lead it. You know, that's the, that's the consistent thing (laughs) in the equation is that I am relying on God to, to, order to, um, to help me to walk in steps that I believe are already ordered. Right. So, this is all a part of um, a part of the process. That's good, right there. I'm, I need to go back now. I got to go back to my write the vision scripture now. I got to dig deeper. <laughs> you, I got to dig deeper. I love it. Um, so, with what you do, right, as a um, as very much a business strategist and um, and and a kingdom builder, um, tell me, like, what? How do you work with your clients or, or organizations? Like, what is, tell us a little bit more about what kind of um, services or uh, strategies and things like that you offer and how you do what you do. Sure. Um, and, and it's interesting even how I got here. And I'll, I'll tie that answer into something you know, I was saying earlier about pursuing my own vision um, and, and, and not pursuing the thing you know, um, in a way that, that God, I think it called me to, uh, cause again, I started my own business and I was a business consultant doing a lot of small business consulting. Um, but, but whether it be the, the wrong thing at the wrong time, uh, things just didn't, didn't work out. Um, and as a matter of fact, there was some pain there, um, you know, lost my house, um, you know, and, and a lot of struggle and difficulty for several years. Uh, cause on, on, on I, I was really trying to force my vision, uh, cause I had so much of my identity time from being an entrepreneur. Um, and so through, through a lot of trials and, and, and travels and, and difficulties, um, when I finally got to the point where I, I, I relented and decided to go back and get a job, um, you know, I wasn't happy about that decision, but it was necessary uh, when I did. And, and, and to speed up the story, eventually I applied um, for a, a business consultant position. Um, at a small business development center. Um, and so these are all over the country. Um, I was aware of them, um, you know, even back when I was working in corporate uh, prior to. Um, and, and these uh, centers around the country are funded in a way that you can go to these centers and meet one-on-one with a business consultant and actually get a lot of, um, actually, well, all the consulting is free. There is no charge for the one-on-one consulting. And that's for the life, life of your business. So you may meet with that person, let's say maybe once a month, once a quarter, once a year, but, but you're able to go to these small business development centers and get a ton of resources and help 
um, for your business. As a matter of fact, it's interesting about a year ago, there's a um, reality TV show that came out um, and it was called um, Undercover Billionaire. And, and this guy, he had made a billion dollars, I think in real estate down in Miami somewhere. And, and the, the concept of the reality show is that he could go anywhere in the country and just with, I think it was either a hundred or a thousand dollars, not as billions, just he's gonna take a hundred thousand dollars and and grow that um, anywhere in the country from up to a million dollar valuation, right? And and he'll say, I, I, and I can do it in like 90 days or something like that. So he gave himself a tight time frame. Well, what's interesting, the first place they chose like Erie, Pennsylvania, and here's why I'm telling this story. When he got to Erie, he had never been there. The first place that he went to was in SBDC, a small business development center in Erie, Pennsylvania, because he was able to get all types of demographic information about the people who live there, right? To really understand what's, what's, who are my potential customers? What are, what are they interested in? What, what, what are they interested in buying? Right. Because, again, he was going there with no really concept of any specific type of business. He just needed to understand the environment first. And then it, through the reality show, he, right, he, he developed a business idea. I bring it up to say if the billionaire right, decided to go to the SBDC, that's the level of information and the quality of information you can get from an SBDC. Um, again, anywhere in the country. So I, I was fortunate after I got there and after God had to change my mindset to, to seeing that. Although I was doing business consulting prior to, there were a lot of resources I could not give my clients because I didn't have access to it. When he allowed me to step into this position, all of a sudden what I was doing before, I had a greater platform, I had more resources to help people, right? And now even the financial wall that was there before was taken away because clients now come to us for free. Because before a lot of people, one reason I was struggling financially, a lot of people I was trying to help couldn't afford my help, right? right? So I was either cutting the costs or doing things for free and never really built up a, a strong financial base, right? Because of the heart of the people who I wanted to help. So guess what now? That barrier is not there anymore. So I can help the people who God has called me to help even in our own communities from that standpoint, from uh, the platform and the environment of the Small Business Development Center. Uh, so I lead the center that's in, um, in Atlanta, Georgia at Georgia State University. Um, and it's interesting, I went there as a business consultant and within about a year and a half, God allowed me to get promoted to the director of the center, uh, which is actually probably one of the largest, one of the probably largest territories in the entire country um, that we oversee. Um, and I'm, I'm based in Atlanta, but it's all Fulton County, if anybody knows the Southeast. But anyway, yeah, so, so God has allowed me to be in a Joseph position to, to uh, provide free resources to small businesses of all types, all sizes, all industries, um, and to be a light in the marketplace in, in, in the role of a, of a Joseph or a Daniel that I probably fought against for a long time, but he's, he's allowed me to still be entrepreneurial, although I'm not running, in this context, an you know, a, a business uh, from, from that standpoint. First of all, let me tell y'all something. All of that is good. <laughs> <laughs> all of that is good. And, and when, we, when we just take a step back, right, we, there's no way we can fully understand God and all of his ways and all of his glory and all of the reasons behind why he does what he does. But yes. knows he knows what he's doing. He just, he knows what he's doing. And our is to simply be available for him to do what he needs to do through us. Um, and as I'm listening to you talk and, and listening to your journey, it's all, it always amazes me how God causes um, paths to cross, right? Because I, I obviously, um, that's how I met you, right? Right, right. <laughs> But if you had not gone through what you went through, accepted the position that you accepted, you and I would have not crossed paths, right? Sure. If I not said yes to the things that I needed to say yes to and no to some of the things that I needed to say no, our, our paths just would, would, would not have crossed. Um, what's so cool about the timing that we met, because we met during COVID-19. Right. Sure right. Did. And um, I remember literally from the time of the shutdown, and this is what this is what was so so nuts to me. I had um, so I started teaching small businesses how to win federal contracts, right? Right. And 
10, 12 years ago, that's what I was doing, right, with the business. So that's, you know, our family business had had grown and exploded and I got us 8A certified and won all these contracts and did all these things and SBA Region 3, Young Entrepreneur of the Year. I mean, it was just going and doing, right? myself how to do all these things. SBDC, always my first stop. Like that's where I got a lot of information, right? So gotcha. I all about SBDC, all about PTAC, all about the Women's Business Development Centers. Um, and it was because my first business was straight bootstrapped. And it was like, I don't have a choice. I need all things free. <laughs> So we help, I need free resources, (laughs) I need free everything. Um, So that's how I discovered the SBDC. But now I took a long time off of teaching small businesses about federal contracts because I I started doing it before and I felt like they, people were not responding. And I'm like, this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. These people, they don't want to hear this, you know? crying and I'm telling them I'm not teaching the same thing that everybody else is teaching, but Lord, this is too much work. So put that away. And for a period of years, right, there were, you know, there were highs. I was still, you know, doing running a business. There were plenty highs. There were low lows and then there were highs and then there were low lows Mm. right at the beginning of 2020. God taught, um, um, gave us the, um, the 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 go ahead to to establish this other company so i started a new company in 2020 i didn't know that i was going to even start teaching federal contracting again and i'm just about to show you how these paths like cross because this is so i didn't know i was going to be teaching this again at all um but i was complaining about what i didn't have I, Mm. i kept complaining about what i didn't have and my my coach kept saying everything you need is already present in your life serena it's already present it's already and i'm like well where is it right i don't see it can you just can you write it give it to me this does not need to be a scavenger hunt like that's what i'll do what is the problem um and so it was like it's already present it's already present and i remember saying you know what I feel like I need to be teaching small businesses about this government contracting stuff again. I need to do this. And so I spoke at Cheney University, I think in February. During my time at the end of February, I stated live, I'm doing a federal contracting boot camp and I'm going to teach small businesses how to find these micro purchases and, and, and um, simplified acquisitions, right? And this is going to be the date. And I believe the date was March 13th is the date for the first class, right? And at that point, I had no class. I had no outline. I had no material. I had nothing but faith. That's it. I had no platform. I had a way to register and a way to pay. That was it. That's all. And a date, right? Right. This is Again, we, we go one yes at a time. Now, of course, this has been cultivated over time. It's not my first rodeo. The Lord has been with me. <laughs> so, right, right, absolutely. It's a little bit easier, right, as you go, but it, it, it's still, it's by faith. So I called the date. I put it out there. I said, okay, we're going to do it. Let's do it. Well, I had no idea, along with the rest of the world, that the whole world would be shut down. Right. <laughs> right. And he even told me what time to have the class. It was starting on March the 13th, which I believe is, it was definitely a Monday, whatever that Monday is. I think it's the 13th. It was on a Monday. And he said, your class is going to be from 10 to 12. And I'm like, God, everybody is at work. <laughs> from 10 to like, this is crazy. And sure enough, March 13 came around 10 to 12. The whole world was shut down and Everybody was available on Zoom. (laughs) The class sold out. The class sold out. Everybody was there. It and it was it was seamless. Cohort number one trained twenty five small businesses. We ended up doing a second cohort, and by this time, now I'm telling them about COVID nineteen opportunities and. FAR regulations that had been, you know, enacted because of the state of emergency. I mean, he was just unfolding, unfolding, unfolding. And while people were in lockdown, he kept sending me to different, um, sending different resources my way. One of the young ladies that took my course was friends with uh, or was getting services at SBDC. 
That's okay. how she met Don. And he then bought, bought me in and we're talking. And then we start talking about business and we start talking about the Lord. And then we start talking. And I'm like, listen, we need to get together. And then he bought you in and here go to kingdom build business strategist himself. <laughs> Looking like even while we were sitting on the call, I'm like, God, look how you've positioned your people. Yes. Heads of these organizations to be able to steward the resources. The wealth of the wicked is stored up for the righteous. It it, it is. It is. And and sometimes we like saying we sometimes quote those scriptures, but not sure how to grasp them to bring them into manifestation. Right. And, 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 and to that, I mean, to the point that you just made, I think we're in that season of needing to understand even things like very practical things you're teaching, how to win government contracts. That's the wealth of the wicked that it, the righteous need to know how to go, to go get. It, right? it, <laughs> yeah. It's so, so much so. And then, but then look to have somebody like me out here doing this, but then there's a, there's a Paul Wilson Jr. in Atlanta, but there's a Paul Wilson Jr. in other states that he positioned years ago for such a time as this, because he knew this time was coming. Absolutely. You, you, you Absolutely. see, do you see how like awesome? <laughs> that's, that's powerful. <laughs> that's powerful. When, when, and I had literally people come in cohort one, cohort two. By cohort two, I was getting phone calls because I didn't do a whole lot of marketing. We put together a flyer. I was literally getting phone calls saying, I was looking at something and I saw you on YouTube and the Lord said to enroll in your class. Mm. Huh? <laughs> To you, I was about to make a decision between you and another person. And I really felt like God put you in my, in my spirit. It was something about, it was something about you. Wow. Do you see what I mean? So Absolutely. he will do the work. And the great thing is he's never limited. He's not limited by your marketing budget. He not <laughs> by your resources by your brain capacity like he's not limited and um the way that you know again he positions those that make themselves available um to him it's just it's amazing and he causes things to work together for your good don't he cause it (laughs) all the time like say won't he do it well, uh, he absolutely would cause it. And you said something right now that's, that's so key when you said those who want to position themselves, right? Um, and then he'll use you, right? Because the scripture talks about, you know, when, when we humble ourselves, he's the one that, that lifts us up. And, and I think when, when we think about terms like humble and things like that, yeah, that, that goes with your personality being humble. But, but, but that also connects to, am I humble enough? to give him permission to tell me what to do. That's it. Right. And, and am, I, am I humble enough to, 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 per, to, to obey and do something that on the surface, it doesn't look profitable or meaningful, but we don't know what he's positioning us to do. Cause I'll go back to my job real quick. When I first got the job, I looked at it as failure because my plan failed. I was like, I got this job as a consolation prize. Like literally that was my mindset. Uh, it, it took a conversation with, with my pastor, probably a couple, for him to show me that God had positioned me to be a Joseph, mm-hmm. right? Versus I'm here, let me just do my time, get back on my feet, and I'm going to jump back out there and do it again, right? Um, if, that, if I had had that mindset, I never would have been in position to then become the director of the center, right? If I had come in and stuck with that mindset of I'm here because everything else fell apart. And I'm going to just, you know, hurry up and try to make it right again and then go do my own thing versus allowing him to position me. Right. Again, with it again, that's why we got to be transformed by the renewing of our minds, because if we take on the right, wrong mindset, we absolutely will be out of position. Paul, you preaching. <laughs> and, and I remember I literally remember being on the call and all of this stuff kind of coming together um, and saying God is calling the Josephs in this season. Like, I think I said that all of March. God is calling the Joseph. He, the Josephs. He's raising us up. He's raising us up. And, and the one consistent and, and of course, in, in different arenas. Right. So he's, absolutely. Absolutely. 
Joseph. Um, you're, you represent the kingdom of God at a high level in a position where you um, can can facilitate the resources of the of the government. <laughs> like, right. oh. absolutely right. It, it, it almost doesn't become any more practical than that. Hundreds, <laughs> uh, hundreds, and we're talking about billions of dollars, right? Um, we're, we're we're talking about all these resources and and if, you know that are out there that either we don't know or we don't know how to go get them and and absolutely that's why prayer is the first step but prayer is not the only step right jesus didn't spend 24 hours a day praying mm. um we'd hear him say in the early in the morning he went to pray but what was he doing the rest of the day probably walking out everything he heard in prayer that morning exactly. right <laughs> from that standpoint so so we we received the instructions in prayer but now we got to go act and then we got to say um, know where the resources are. Right. Because, again, in and of myself, I can't do everything by myself. Mm. If, if my vision is big enough for me to handle it without anybody's help, then it probably didn't come from God. That's right. Right. I, that, that, that's why there's a Paul and a Serena and a Donald and others who, who got us positioned because we all need each other. Mm. And so absolutely, once I hear the vision and once I begin to move forward, I got to be open and ready and available who God is going to send. Cause he's always going to send somebody. Mm-hmm. He's going to, he blesses people through people. Mm-hmm. So, so there are people in position in the marketplace that have what we need. And then we have something that they need. Um, and, and that's how, and here's the other thing, how the body of Christ is supposed to look. Mm-hmm. Cause, cause growing up again, and, and we're, we're, I was again, grew up in church and, and, and it's great in the church context when we talk about the body of Christ in terms of, Right. Every every, you know, um, a member, right, has a function. Yeah. Right. And every person. But I'm not sure about you, but when I was taught that it was usually in the context of that church ministry operation. Yep. That everybody had a specific role, which is 100 percent true. But how come we weren't teaching that everyone also has a role in the body of Christ outside the four walls? Right. So so what what does your pinky look like to my elbow to somebody else's eye in the marketplace? So if you're a graphic designer or a lawyer or an IT person or government contracting or or banking or lending, that's the body of Christ too. all those people and all those functions coming together to advance the kingdom of God. I never heard that. And again, and again, maybe just a different time, a different season. I'm not going to blame anybody. But in the place that we're in right now, we have to recognize that it's not just a pulpit uh, ministry that reflects right the body of christ it's everybody everywhere in what you do every single day yeah. that that we come together to represent the body of christ and the kingdom of god that is good right there that is that is good right there um and, and i don't know if you felt this and we're we're about to end good lord this has been an awesome conversation um but i, I don't know if you felt this but i know when we all kind of got together around march april whenever that was um i i had i felt like the the world or the the believers that i was connected to were feeling this um, this unction to um, to kind of shut down and you know go run back to God and 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 just go listen and sit and be still and you know and, and that right like everybody was like feeling that this is your time to reconnect to get your communication and I was feeling the opposite right so I was feeling like I've been in COVID nineteen shut down for about two three years before right. <laughs> me too I'm serious right and. Yeah was like during the shutdown I felt activated like I felt like go you understand what I mean I didn't feel I didn't sense that it was time to sit down I felt like God was saying now I want you to stand up Be- mm-hmm. because you've I, I was doing that <laughs> what everybody else was forced to do and not that I'm anybody special because and and I'm I'm posing this because I want to see if if you were in a similar um situation because I, I talked to a couple people who I know God uses in this way right it, as 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 Joseph's as gatherers like that's all I kept hearing gather 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 the resources gather my people gather the businesses gather um and so I know that um I felt more like it's time to it's time to go now it's time to do because you've been you've been sitting and praying and seeking and i've been saying very little i've been with you but i ain't been saying a whole lot it felt 
like COVID-19, <laughs> but you've been right. here. Right. And so now I'm going to activate you to go. So how did you feel, what were, what were you sensing as things were starting to unfold, you know, around March, April of, of this year? It, it, it was very similar. Um, and, 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 and actually I wish I had done more, uh, let's put it like that. Um, because to, to your point, I felt like, and even when I came into the, my, my job, right. Because, and, and after the shift, even with the mindset, I'm, I'm here to be a Joseph, but it was still like, I, I, I was still trying to balance my, my ministry, right. Marketplace call to my job. Cause again, I'm in a much more public role. Right. And so I knew, I, um, I got to be careful what I say and, and make sure it's not coming from my job's perspective, right? And it's my own personal life, but some people will blend that. Um, so, so I've been low key, right? For several years, I kind of stopped doing a lot of social media stuff just because I, I wanted to focus, right? Um, but when, when COVID came, I felt an activation too. Um, and, and it was interesting. So it was the connection between COVID as math and, and George Floyd. Because here, here's, and, and I, I need to put this teaching together. Um, it's interesting that if you think about COVID, what does it impact ultimately? Our respiratory system, our breathing. So we had a health crisis related to breathing. Then we had a social crisis that was initiated by somebody saying, I can't breathe. Mm. So we had a social crisis and a health crisis going on at the same time, dealing with the inability to breathe properly. We back up the book of Genesis chapter two. We, we see God activate Adam with his breath. And it said, God breathed in Adam, he became a living soul. We fast forward, New Testament, before Jesus left, it said he breathed on them, right, to receive the Holy Spirit. And then ultimately, um, when they're in the upper room, right, um, Right. It, it, it talks about the, the breath of God, too, in, in relation to the Holy Spirit filling them at that point in time. So to me, the activation was. We need a greater dependence on God's breath. Hey, Paul, you better stop playing with me. I'm about to throw my Bible over there across. <laughs> like, God, I need you to breathe for me. Come on here. Because socially, I've depended on a system that's now choking me out in mm, 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 mm. the in the health environment health arena that that should be for everybody now the health system is overrun they can't even help the people that they want to help and i can't breathe because of this virus we've depended on some things for a long time that we are seeing crumble right before our eyes and in a matter of, of a snap of a finger My COVID God. came upon us so fast um um, we've, we've never seen a global outbreak into, on the social impact side. Um, so, so whether, whether you believe in Black Lives Matter or not, and I know there's a whole lot of stuff, I mean, go, not even going into the organization, but what you cannot deny is that there was an, a global activation mm -hmm. in, in, in cities around the world, right, that were saying we're tired of being choked out, Right. Um, but again, outside of political perspective on that, what is what was God saying about breath? Can 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 I add to can Please. I add to your lesson so that we, we listen? I need you to put this together because here here's the activation here's the activation right here for the remnant right those that were set aside prior to and activated during let everything that hath breathe. <laughs> He, the Lord. So the, the ones of us that felt the go are the ones that are breathing. Yes. Everything <laughs> that has breath. Praise ye the Lord. Praise him in your business. Praise him in your in your skill, in your talent, in your yes. ability. Praise him in your position. Praise him. You, you understand where it matters. Listen here. That's good. Paul, I'm gonna need you to come on with the ebook. Yes, it, it's coming. It is coming. I said, I I've, I've been slow in, in producing it, but 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 I think there's another window right now. So I yeah, I, I gotta get it out. It's it's coming absolutely.
Oh my God, this has been an incredible conversation. Um, I am so glad that we had an opportunity to come together. Uh, there's going to absolutely be a, a part one, two, three um, yes. <laughs> uh, of um, this. Uh, seriously, we, we have to do this again. And, and I'll share this with you and I'll share it for the listeners that, that get it and understand it. Um, even during this time, God has challenged me with, um, with, um, with, the, with the podcast, right? And gotcha. the, the name of the podcast. And so when I first uh, had the, the, the sense like, okay, God, I, wanna, I need to do something. Like I've been doing podcasts uh, without a podcast for a long time. I would voice record. Um, I would voice record myself and send it to people as I was inspired, right? <laughs> so I had these little episodes on my phone. And so I did. I jumped out there and I started the podcast at the beginning of the year. And um, the BMW life is what, you know, what we call it, boss mom wife life. And um, initially people thought, oh, you know, that's cute. That's kind of like a, oh, yeah, she's a boss. She's a mom. She's a wife. And it wasn't that really. My, my heart was... Um, for women who have become defined by these roles and and leading you and helping you to understand that you don't have to do this thing with grind you can do it with grace um and and you're not defined just by being a boss or by being a mom or by being a wife who are you when you're not bossing and momming and wifing like who are you for real that's where my heart was in it and I felt like okay God I don't know if I've really communicated that well it's more like it's it's leaning more on the 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 um, the title that that BMW right and and you can appreciate this revelation I was talking with my coach and I mean it was like just word of knowledge was just flowing um and he revealed that BMW for me for the ministry for the businessry that God has is given to me um BMW is is uh changing um from is evolving from boss mom wife to uh be made whole Whew. <laughs> Be made everything about how God uses me, how God speaks through me, how God speaks to me, how God teaches me, um, my my life, my the, the story, all of it. It points to being made whole. I am the one who is talking to the people laying by the pool of Bethesda saying, do you want to be made whole or what? Like, do you want to be healed? (laughs) Like now you've been laying here 30 plus years. It's time to get up. Like that, that is, that is the minute. That's my ministry. Wake them up, stand them up, point them up. That that's just the sum of what God, how God uses me. And so um, there will be changes. And I believe that this episode will be the kickoff of be made whole <laughs> podcast. Well, I, I, I'm humbled <laughs> to be a part of that. Um, but, but that's, I think that's, that's so critical. And I know we got to end. Um, but it, but if I connect this to Isaiah six, and this will be the last thing I say. Um, at the beginning of Isaiah chapter six, it said, "In the year that King Isaiah died, um, Isaiah looked up mm-hmm. and he saw the Lord." Um, and and right, so you got to go back and study Isaiah. Right, Isaiah ruled in a great way for over fifty years. It wasn't just to the, it was the very end of his life that he messed up the other first fifty years. Right. And so it was, a, it was almost a state of depression the way Isaiah's rule came to an end that Isaiah, as a prophet, still had to be reminded, man, this, is, this, is, this was great, then all of a sudden turned bad. Mm-hmm. In the year that Isaiah died, God reminded Isaiah who's, who was still in charge. And I think 2020 is that moment that every, all those dreams that everybody was right, 2020 this, 2020 that, on, on December 31st, and by March 1st and April 1st, everybody's like, I wish 2020 was over. Um, I think this this is the year that we're supposed to be looking up and saying, I see the Lord. Mm. That then allows me to be made whole, right, um, from that standpoint. Because otherwise, I'm, I still can't breathe. And I'm looking for sources of breath other than God. And I'll, I'll stop right there.
my see how he do it you just it, 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 it's it yeah i have nothing this has been a fabulous episode. I hope that everyone, I hope you have enjoyed my time together with the dream catalyst, the dynamic author, the business strategist, the kingdom builder, Mr. Paul Wilson Jr. himself. Thank you for tuning in to another awesome episode. You see there, I told you you were in for a treat. Is that incredible or what? I am sure that there was something said today that has you really, really thinking. And here's the deal. You can head right over to my website and I have so many good things for you, like specifically for you. Uh, We have a community of like-minded, faith-focused individuals that are ready to wrap their arms around you and welcome you. And I mean, we have freebies and goodies and all kinds of things. So head on over to serenathomas.com and that's where you can continue this conversation with us and really engage further, okay? And then also, if you are listening to this podcast today and you are like, girl, This is exactly what I needed. I need to know that. Okay, so send me a message. Certainly head over to iTunes and leave us a review. Make sure that you are subscribed or following this channel so that you're the first to know when new episodes are loaded. I'm so glad you took the time to join us. And listen, don't be stingy. I know you have a family, friend, or follower that needs this today. So take a screenshot, post it, girl, or just share it. But I enjoyed every moment of it, and I can't wait to connect with you again next week on the BMW Life Podcast. Talk to you soon.